Welcome once again into Inside LAFC Podcast. I am Max Bretos, and the time has arrived. The conference semifinals coming up on Sunday in Seattle. A famous matchup between the Sounders and LAFC. We have it all covered for you. A reminder, as always, to rate, review, download, subscribe, and tell a friend, as we have a very good show. So tell them quickly. We are joined by Sasha Kleschen, a Southern California native, part of the Apple TV coverage in 2023, also a guy who's played in MLS, played in Europe, represented the national team. He has a very interesting perspective of these playoffs and a very interesting prediction that we will get to. Stick around for that. Joining us also, the man in charge, head coach Steve Chirundo, will sit with us to discuss this matchup, his expectations, his keys to the game between these two, and find out who is going to advance and extend their season. It is the business end of 2023. You're on Inside LAFC Podcast, which starts right now. And just like that, welcome back. We're here on Inside LAFC Podcast. And my guest today has made that transition from player to media member. He's going to have to be all crotchety here soon enough, chasing coaches, bugging them and players and breaking news. I hope you're ready for that, Sasha Kleschen. I'm one of you now, Max. I'm officially in. It's been a fun year covering this league. Obviously, the league that I love, the league that you love. I, I still have uh, moments where my kids will watch highlights of me on YouTube and the footage is terribly grainy, but you're on the call. <laughs> and uh, there's one famous goal I got to tell. I don't even remember what goal it is I scored, but you yell, Sasha, question, asking questions. And my friends all loved it when I was younger. And now my kids love it. It's funny, man. Sasha, who is from Southern California, a good Orange County kid coming through the ranks. I was with, I remember covering with Chivas USA and obviously having that incredible, I I will say this because your dad was always there sometimes when you're at Dignity Health, then Home Depot Center. We used to sit and chat all the time. So I, I, I enjoy those moments. I look, I, I very nostalgic look back to those moments. Yeah. uh, Those were the good old days, wasn't it? Yeah, indeed. And then Sasha, of course, uh, played for Anderlecht in Belgium, played at the Champions League, over 50 caps for the U.S. men's national team. Also here playing for uh, three or four different, I mean, most notably the Red Bulls, Chivas, the Galaxy at the end. And uh, that's the jumping off point I want to talk to you. Sasha, you're a member of the media, so you cover all the clubs evenly. This is an LAFC podcast. Your final club there was with the L.A. Galaxy. We all made a uh, a prediction uh, a bracket filled out a bracket ahead of MLS Cup playoffs. Uh, full disclosure, I didn't even pick LAFC. I got them going pretty far. I didn't pick them. You did. What has that yeah. been like? And you were one of the few people who did it, by the way. Well, there's there's uh, three main reasons as I can get into the why of why I picked LAFC to win it all. So number one is uh, championship experience. They did it last year. They've shown that they have players on the team that have now had that success in winning one-off games, uh, you know, having mostly played at home last season. Now they have to go on the road in the next round. This is going to be their most challenging game, in my opinion, at Seattle, but that's number one. Number two is set pieces. The, this team has shown to be very dangerous on set pieces and in a tight KG match, sometimes set pieces can make the difference. We saw that in MLS Cup last year. Uh, you know, they have such dangerous players on set pieces, whether that's Buanga getting a second chance. The ball always seems to show up at Rolling, Ryan Hollinghead's feet in the box, and he's a good finisher on set pieces. Mario is dangerous. Aaron Long is dangerous. 
So that's two. And we saw that against Vancouver as well early on. Four goals against Vancouver, all offset pieces in the first round. And the last is X Factor. And the X Factor for me is Denny Buonga. Um, most dangerous player in the league, I think, when when the ball is at his feet and he has a little bit of space to run onto. His ability to do it time and time again uh, over the course of 90 minutes at full speed, which is not easy to do. One of the few players in the league who can do that over the course of 90 minutes over and over again. So those are my reasons. Yes, I got some from LA Galaxy fans. They didn't like that I was choosing LAFC to win it all. But listen... I watch the league. I watch every single game this entire season. <laughs> you wear a badge of courage with that. I've watched every game. Yeah. I've watched every minute of every game this season pretty much as much as I can on MLS 360 when we're in the studio in New York. And, and uh, I went with my brain on this one that I think LAFC goes all the way. That is a uh, – well, we're going right to the best source under those circumstances. If you don't watch MLS 360, you should – Sasha's joined by the crew there, which includes Bradley Wright Phillips, uh, uh, Liam McHugh, uh, uh, um, Caitlin Kyle, who's also in there. Uh, and some people come in and out, but they left all the games on. It's a great service if you want to get familiarized with uh, the league a little bit more, which I highly recommend. This is this is all setting up to uh, – let me ask you this, because we made those predictions prior to the playoffs. Has your, has your belief in LAFC been reinforced by what you have seen in these – early rounds of the playoffs. Yes. I like that they took care of Vancouver in two games that they didn't let it get to a third game and have that hiccup or have that pressure of playing, uh, having to play a third game, a win or die type game. Although I do think that a lot of these teams that ended up winning early in the playoffs are kind of like bummed that they have to wait three weeks before they play again, which kind of sucks and kind of can ruin your rhythm. So that's going to be interesting to watch in this next round of playoffs. But I liked what I saw out of LAFC, especially in the home game. They were ruthless. And in the away game, they were a bit more pragmatic and took care of business. Uh, and then having said all that, I do believe, and I thought this ahead of time, that the winner of this game against Seattle is going to be the team that wins the trophy. So this ends up being, I think, a, a huge game early in the playoffs. It's like having two MLS Cups in one playoff. That's how we like to see it. You've had a lot of international breaks, Sasha. So let me ask you about this, if we can try and do things in chronological order. This is the mother of international breaks. Uh, you know, we know MLS doesn't always acknowledge them. This is almost... It's going to be two weeks. Uh, many teams haven't played in three weeks. How does a player prepare for such an important game with that kind of gap in between? Well, I think it's on the coaches to create a schedule that works for the players. So I know I, I believe the LAFC players had three or four days off at the beginning. Then they trained for three or four days off, had a few more days off. So it's about finding that balance of not burning out your players because you just keep training without a game really right in front of you, which is always what you want as a player. And so making the training fun while also keeping it light, I, I think that, and I'm sure Steve Trundolo does a good job of that. He was a former player. He knows all about this stuff. Um, that part I think is key is just staying focused, trying to stay in rhythm. I'm sure they played an inner squad scrimmage here or there against each other just to get that fitness and keep that fitness. But it's all about just focusing on getting yourself ready for that, for that specific game. And it's easier said than done when, when you have three weeks between matches. And do you think based on what you said, that is uh, it's important not to like, say you have a week to practice every day because these guys have gone through a long season to give them those, and maybe an extra day here or there to, 
stay recharged? Yeah, Yeah, I think at this point in the season, everyone's pretty fit. Everyone is ready to play. It's more about keeping everybody fresh physically and mentally. And so those few days off where the guys got to get away, you know, whatever it is that they do just to have their mind off of being at training every day. And even the few training sessions, I'm sure, have to be light, have to be fun, have to bring the energy, things like that. So uh, it's an interesting thing for coaches and players to figure out at this point in the season. Let's get into this matchup, which you have said is going to determine who is going to win MLS Cup. Uh, obviously, being and playing in MLS as long as you have, and LAFC has just been here since 2018, but you know that the Sounders have been the standard here in success and certainly in the playoffs and have an incredible atmosphere there is. As we look at this game, let me start by asking why to you, knowing as much as you've seen and seen as much this year, why is this such a big matchup? Well, first of all, it's just kind of historically now over the past five, six years, these have been the two best clubs in Major League Soccer over that time period. Uh, You know, Seattle won the Champions League. LAFC has gotten to two Champions League finals. So even in North America, these are two of the biggest clubs of the last five, six years. I also think back to the history of 2019 playoffs where LAFC was unbelievable that season and Seattle came to town and, and, and really uh, put up a very good playoff performance like we hadn't seen before against that really good LAFC team. So there's a bit of revenge that I think LAFC wants and needs at this point as well to go on the road. But from what I've seen, Seattle has experience. And I talked about playoff experience for LAFC as well, but Seattle has lots of that. They've got, this is the same core group, almost the last dance of this Seattle team. Cause I think Rui Diaz and Lodero are gone next season. And so it's like the last dance of this core group of Seattle that has been so successful over the past five, six years. So that creates a big moment for them. For LAFC, it's a little bit of the same. Is this the end of Carlos Vela at LAFC as well? Is this his last dance? It's a different group of players with LAFC. They have playoff experience, championship experience. And then, like I mentioned earlier, Denny Buonga, the X factor. And the way I think about this game, they've played twice this season and there's been one goal scored amongst those 180 minutes. So it's been cagey matches. It's been good teams who don't want to make a mistake at the back, who don't want to give anything up. And in a game like that, I think it's going to come down to transition moments. And and that's why I give this little edge to LAFC, because in transition, Denny Buonga is the X factor. I saw Steve Terundolo say uh, earlier this week when talking to Taylor Twelman, if, if the game is cagey, that could be the X factor. But if the game gets open and gets into a shootout, he also likes Denny Buonga and having Carlos Vela and guys like that that can put up goals, you know, so... I expect the game to be more cagey again, probably be a one-goal game. I'm going to ask you about Denny Buwanga because uh, it, 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 the performance continues to grow at the end of the season as well as uh, what's happened in the playoffs. I mean, let me let me ask you now because he even went off to Gabon, World Cup qualifying, and there's a lot of hope that he can help Gabon make a World Cup with this new expansion in the 2026 edition, and they're off and running two wins out of two. They're ahead of the Ivory Coast in their group. Very good. Scoring there, scoring the back end, scoring in the playoffs. And you mentioned he's the X-factored. Uh, I was listening to a, a conversation, I believe, on Taylor's podcast as well with Felipe Cardenas. And he was trying to repivot because Lucho Acosta is going to win the MVP. But Denny Buwanga's goal scoring has reached a historic level. And you put it on the first page with the best names around the world, Erling Holland among others. And he kind of, with the games in every competition, he's kind of up there. Did... uh? Does he have a case 
for uh, I mean, he's not he's, well, he's not going to get it. No. Uh, but does he have a, a legit case if we wanted to argue about it? Oh, he has a case for sure. The The problem is, I think we're told to vote purely on Major League Soccer regular season Correct. games. Yes. Where if it's just who's the best player who played in Major League Soccer over this course of the year, I think it's Buanga because of what he did in Champions League, Leagues Cup. You know, all competitions for him, he's been phenomenal. Lucho Acosta, I agree with you, will win the MVP. Uh, but Buanga has a shout. And it's because of what I said earlier, how, how he can do it over and over and over again. The hardest thing in soccer is to score goals, number one. The hardest thing to – sorry, uh, the other hardest thing to do is to do it time and time again when people know you and start marking you tighter and start double-teaming you and that you still find ways to be relentless and get goals. And Denny Buanga has done that all season long. It truly has been remarkable, and it, I think it gives the LAFC supporters and certainly Steve Chernil and their coaching staff uh, a lot of confidence because as good as Seattle has, as you point out, they don't really have someone quite like that playing the way he has. But you also mentioned this: the margins are so thin here, and there haven't been any goals. I, I, I would imagine it would be folly to think it's going to end 4-3, but you even touched on that, that you know, if things get open, it could get a little yeah. wild and wooly, but the margins, as you touched on, are tight. Where do you think those the, the, the separation in some of those? I know you mentioned transition, but where could some yeah. of the separations be for LAC and for Seattle where we watch this game and we could see it develop? Well, it's when it's when I expect Seattle will have more possession of the ball in the game. And when the ball turns over, if, 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 if LAFC can win the ball slightly higher up the field and start to exploit a little bit of space in a quick attack, that's that's the moment I think where where LAFC can be very dangerous. Like I said, Buanga relentless on the run, one of the best in the league when there's a little bit more space. So we'll see. Uh, I think I don't. I'm not sure Alex Roldan will get up into attack as much as he usually does. We'll have to be a little bit more conservative dealing with if, if the turnover happens. I also think the defensive midfielders for Seattle need to be just. When they're in possession, they just need to know where Buanga is and if the ball turns over, how they can deal with him. For Seattle, with having more possession, I think it falls on Nico Lodero, and who hasn't started in the playoffs, but I think will start this game because they need his creativity. They need him to be able to get on the ball, whether he plays on that left side or plays in that number 10 role, to just get on the ball and face forward. And then the LAFC backline has to be ready when he has a little bit of time and space facing forward. He's still, okay, he's getting up there. He doesn't cover the ground like he used to, but he can still hit a final pass. So compelling. And I know Brian Schmetzer was asked about Nico Lodero in that last series, and he he didn't start any of the three games against Dallas, but he did think, Brian Schmetzer did say, I, I really considered that second game, maybe in hindsight, I should have. That was the game they lost. Yeah. But that is, it's just another layer to this game. Is so We don't know who's going to play. And yeah. that is uh, it's really fascinating. You mentioned uh, the the possession thing is so interesting because I think Seattle is normally get a lot of possession, and I think LFC is going to let them. And I wonder if Seattle's like, do we do we just let them <laughs> do we let them possess? Could it be one which, of those things? Which is what Seattle did in 2019 in that playoff game. The you know uh, I think they let them have a little more possession and hit them a little bit more on the counterattack when LAFC pushed up a little bit more, if I'm rem- remembering correctly, uh, which was something similar that LAFC did to the Galaxy 
earlier in that playoffs, I believe when, when LAFC won five to three or something, whatever the, the crazy game was. So that will be interesting to see, because I do think that Seattle has always been a very dangerous counterattacking team. And LAFC is probably one of the best counterattacking teams in the league that they're so direct when they win the ball and they go forward fast. So that's why I just think transition moments on either side. If I'm Seattle, I'm probably trying to exploit the Jordan Morris versus Chiellini matchup. And I know Chiellini hasn't played on turf really this season. They've kind of held him out of those games. I expect him to play in this game. This is no insider information. I just think he should play because he's he's the best he's, center back. He's still. Giorgio. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, but that pace for Jordan Morris, if there is space, if, if there is space in behind, Jordan Morris could exploit that against Chiellini. Yeah, some really interesting lineup decisions. We'll find out more heading into the weekend. Are, are you sticking with LAFC as your pick? Yeah, I still got LAFC. I, I do think it will be a close game, 1-0 or 2-1. Yeah. Uh, can't wait. And <laughs> Me the too. Winner, <laughs> and, <laughs> we're all very nervous, Sasha. And the winner will get the winner of Houston Sporting Kansas City. I wanted to look into the rest of the playoffs quick. As Again, you're an incredible resource with uh, having seen all these games. Uh, how do you see that matchup? And again, whoever wins that will play in either LA or Seattle. How those, what is obviously sporting with that horrible start to the season makes it very dangerous yeah. to hear, but how do you see that game, which will be played in Texas? Yeah, just a reminder, the winner of the Seattle LAFC game also will host the next round. So it makes this game, you know, obviously so much more important. But Houston KC, I think of the four playoff games coming this weekend will actually be the most entertaining soccer game to watch where it's two teams who want to play with the ball. Kansas City never changes. They play in a 4-3-3. They like to get their wingers high and wide to get them space on the ball. Houston has been super fun to watch just because the midfield is so good. Uh, Hector Herrera gets all the plaudits, but Coco Carrasquilla is you know, one of the other best midfielders in the league, just the pure engine that he has, the runs he makes from midfield. I think Houston ultimately will win. Uh, but I think it's going to come down. Listen, every playoff game is going to come down to little moments and who can capitalize on the little moments in both boxes. But I think this game will be purely from an entertaining standpoint, very valuable and very fun to watch because two good teams that will get after the game with the ball. In the East, it's Cincinnati, Philadelphia and Orlando Columbus games will be in Cincinnati and Orlando. Who was your pick in the East to start the playoffs? Uh, I got Cincinnati going to the final. I think they've been the class of the league all season long. I think they owe Philly a little bit of revenge. There, there's obviously a lot of stuff, you know, between the two clubs. Pat Noonan came from Philly. Sporting director Chris Albright came from Philly. They've had some tightly contested matches, but I think Cincinnati gets it done at home. The other match, Orlando-Columbus, if we think back to the two times they played this season, absolutely crazy games where Columbus pretty much dominated both games and gave up two goal leads in both games. I don't think they'll be able to dominate this game the way they have in the first two. I just think that uh, Orlando will set up shop defensively, much more organized, will not give Columbus the time and space they gave them the first two times they matched up. And I think Columbus, I think Orlando ultimately wins at home to set up a one versus two in the East. Your weekend is set. We know we're going to be. Happy holidays to everyone. Happy holidays to you too, Sasha. Thanks, dude. Appreciate it. May you enjoy it here in SoCal before I'm sure hitting out out east uh, yes. for the the run in the playoffs. Sasha Kleschen joining us here on Inside LAFC podcast. Uh, always great to have this, and I hope you guys enjoy that here at home as well. Thanks, Max. Appreciate it. 
We'll be back here on Inside LAFC Podcast. Head coach Steve Chirundolo joins us next on the show. We'll be right back. We're back here on Inside LAFC Podcast. I'm thrilled to be joined by head coach Steve Chirundolo. And Steve, I don't know if there's anything that can get you ready for what you've experienced. You haven't played since November the 5th. The international break has been honored. Uh, have you ever experienced anything of a, of a break and coming back to that? And if you have, as a player or coach, what is the best way to bridge the gap between actual competitive games? Well, I think we did have a break um, similar to this situation this season. Uh, before the Leagues Cup started, uh, we did not partake in the first round and join in the second round. And a uh, similar situation where you have some training sessions to maintain fitness, but to uh, to recover and, and to get some well-deserved rest. And I think we're in the same situation. feels uh, very similar. Uh, I'm hoping for a similar uh, result on the pitch where our guys are fresh, ready to go, and uh, excited to get back on the field to relish the competition, but also uh, rise to the challenge. Getting the competitive juices flowing, obviously difficult in a stretch like that. You had the international players. Uh, it was really a, a, a tremendous window when you look at it. Denny started, had some big goals for Gabon. Daniil started, uh, uh, Fufu Krastev, Kiki Oliveira starting their games. Buke as well. Um, when you, uh, Maxime Crepo was with Canada, uh, was with them in their Nations League performance. Does that What does that bring back to the group? Obviously, you'd love to have everyone under the same roof, but knowing that those guys, when they went on international duty, were able to contribute and get that competition under their belt. Um, I think it's pretty normal. The, the players who, who went on their national breaks are, are used to playing in international breaks, and the ones who didn't uh, are used to not going. So uh, more of the same. Um, you know, we did miss like, six players uh, on international break, plus a couple more who are um, regulars with our second team, but also training with us. So um, it's it's a proud moment for us at LFC to see all these players be recognized and to play for their nations in important games. Um, and it's maybe a better feeling to have them back uh, once they do come back healthy and, uh, you know, with a couple of W's uh, under their belts. Um, full of confidence and and obviously still in rhythm. And obviously that's going to be good. So you expect full full squad incorporated ahead of the Sounders game. Yeah, we do. Um, they are not obviously optimally rested. There are some time changes involved, some long travels, but um, we'll do our best to get the players um, ready to go for Sunday. And um, I think having the game on Sunday gives them another day break. So that helps out immensely. As, as the neutrals in MLS, they're going to be thrilled for this game. I can't wait to see it. So many people. I, I You obviously have to keep people, the players, locked in for the game and hand. But just from you, as if you look at what these two clubs have been able to do, certainly since LFC came in the league, and what they've been able to do since you have been coached, they've both been successful. Obviously, LAFC, you experienced that firsthand, the Sounders, in their own way. How important is it a match like this for the postseason? If you could take your coach's hat off and say LAFC Sounders up at Lumen Field, big crowd, um, for this to be a showpiece event. Yeah, it's it's very important. Uh, I think it's it'll be a very intense game. I think um, if two teams understand how to play and 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 uh, win in games like this and moments like this, I think it'll be a, a game decided uh, by a very few moments. Um, and hopefully it's a game where the players make the decisions and, and not uh, officials or coaches or, or environments, field, weather, what have you. Um, and I'm looking, I'm really looking forward to it. Two excellent teams kind of clashing against each other and 
know, hopefully we'll see some good football and some goals as well. But uh, the most important thing is to advance. And I think, I think that's what separates maybe these two organizations from others is both understand how to, how to get the job done and to advance and to win games. I mean, scoring scoring goals have been tough against the Sounders. They've had incredible defensive record. They've, they've, I think, lost one game in 11 or 12 to end the season. When you scout this team and see how they do things defensively, why is it such a tough matchup? Well, they've created a uh, defensive scheme that suits the individual players and their own uh, qualities. Um, I think their qualities are very athletic. Um they work together as a unit, as a group. They're compact. Um, you know, they're either up higher or lower, nothing in between. Don't get stretched. Um, they don't cheat. They put in the work. Um, and so I think, um, you know, all of those reasons uh, creates a very solid uh, defensive uh, structured and well-coached team. Um, we have ideas uh, that can break them down. Um, and we will show our players and give them solutions this week and – Boys will hopefully implement those on Sunday and uh, see a couple goals. You guys were great in the best of three. Two games, took care of business against the Whitecaps. Uh, do you prefer the single game? You had success in 2022, but obviously it's all ramped up. 90 minutes and you have to be performing in that window to advance. Uh, my personal preference is irrelevant. I think uh, um, th- this competition was decided sometime in the summertime um, and the rules were very clear from that point on. And, uh, We've uh, adapted, uh, accepted, and uh, trying to excel within those uh, rules. And now it's uh, obviously a knockout game um, with extra time if needed and then penalties. So uh, now a little more true to the game. Uh, We prefer to be at home, but we also understand what needs to be done to win away from home. Steve, we wish you all the best of luck. By the way, what's the feedback been on the Apple commercial? I thought you knocked it out of the park. Appreciate the, uh, the positive feedback. Um, yeah, it's all been overwhelmingly good. Um, You're a natural. Well, well, it felt very comfortable, but it was in our, our workplace, in our work clothes, so there wasn't a whole lot of acting going on, just me being me. <laughs> you hit, you nailed the part, Steve. It was very good. All the best, man. We'll see you up in Seattle. Best of luck, and obviously a happy holiday weekend for you and yours. Thank you. You as well. All right, thank you very much. Steve Chirondolo joining us here on Inside LAFC Podcast. A reminder to rate, review, download, subscribe, tell a friend. Get excited. Huge game coming up on Sunday, whether you'll be up there or you can see it on Apple TV. Soak it all in. It's going to be fantastic. We will be back again next week to recap it all here on Inside LAFC. Have a great holiday week. 